I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. One, two, three, four. Come join us on this trip. Three, two, one. Oh, no, that was way off. Yep. I'm disappointed. We can uh, Next week, we got to do better. Um, you all, do right, every, better. all right, everybody. Off to a bad start. Um, it's only going to get worse because we have so much depressing fucking news. Everything's depressing. America's still fucked up. Yep. That's uh, that's not changed, and it's not going to change for a while. Um, but we'll continue to update I as don't... we know. Just expect every episode to start with America is still fucked. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> Did you? I don't know if you saw this viral video that was going. Well, as I said, viral. <laughs> um, Maybe it's know. like this this family shooting fireworks, and then it just goes wrong, and then their car fucking like explodes, and fireworks are going all over the place, and they're all just sitting around in the front yard. What? Yeah. Fourth of July. What the fuck? No, I, I saw the video of the guys in Minneapolis that were driving around for hours shooting, like, machine gun fireworks at houses and shit. Oh, I saw that. Yeah, the police did not give a fuck. 1,300 plus 911 calls, dude. That was mad. What What are they doing That's over there? Absolutely... Nothing, apparently. <laughs> no, I've got live... No, hang on. Live report of police in Minneapolis right now, Sebastian. Here we go. Down, Natch. I've got donuts. <laughs> I see them now. There, there, they, there they go. Yo, someone's being murdered over there. No, get to it later. Okay, cool. Yeah, you do. You. Cool. Uh, <laughs> if I go now, that means I have to put my donut down, and I don't want to do that. Yeah. Oh, hot and fresh out the kitchen. <laughs> hot and fresh out the kitchen. <laughs> Pumping into submission or something. I don't know the words. <laughs> like there was a shooting... On the 4th of July. Ah, uh, yeah. Chicago, of all... Yeah, it makes sense. And and you're just like... 
it's it's so fucked. All you can do is really laugh at it. At least I can. Like it's just it's fucking ridiculous. Well, I mean, well, first of all, rest in peace to the people that lost their lives on mm-hmm. a day they probably didn't even have on their bingo card on not going to sleep from. How do you, how does anyone wake up on 4th of July and think, oh, today's the day I'm going to die? No, you expected, you, you know, you want to you wanna go have hot dogs. You want to spend time with the family. You want to go see some friends. You want to have some fucking drinks. And I feel like, you know, with all the, you know, very patriotic, you'd think that would be like the one day of the year where you're like, you know what, today? Yeah. Let's not right? do shit. Right? But no. Do these guys have no respect for anything at all, ever? No. Nope. Nope. Jesus Christ. Was it a was it a um a minion of Donald Trump? I've I've not done as much research into this one as I do other shootings in America. Honestly, man, like I've 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 no idea. I come I'm just yeah tuned out to this stuff. You 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 assume it's just like there's there comes a certain numbness with it. I think at this point, like because it's it it just it just keeps happening. Mm-hmm. It just it just keeps reoccurring and people keep dying and no one gives a shit and everyone just spends their time talking about it and politic politicizing it and it's just like okay I guess you know fuck all those people who just wanted to have a good time and now they're gone mm. fuck them all yeah that I feel like that's the takeaway it's it sucks that, that is but that's what it is and uh, in speaking of losing people we lost a uh, we lost a few good ones today yeah yep. Uh, you want to uh, you want to kick it off with uh, with old Jimbo? Yeah. Uh, so James Con, he was eighty two. You told me like, this literally ten minutes ago. It, I literally it literally just came out a few minutes before we jumped on onto recording, and it's just like it's it's so fucking crazy. Like the amount of stuff that this guy was a part of. Like the, I mm-hmm. think the first thing I ever saw James Con in was Elf. Yeah, probably same actually. Yeah. And, you know, it makes sense. I was not watching The Fucking Godfather at like. <laughs> I was still 12, too young for The Godfather. 11 years old, but when 12 I, years old. But when I fucking saw it, I fucking saw it. And yeah. like, he's done like a crazy. It's like looking at his IMDb, you just see the amount of shit that he's done. And it's. He's been working since the 60s, dude. And like almost nonstop. Mm-hmm. The man was always on. The, the man was always on the go. Mhm. Mhm. I'm pretty sure he even cameoed in the remake of Hawaii Five-O as like as Scott Kahn's dad. I can't be sure. I can't be sure. I can't be sure that I stopped watching Hawaii Five-O after like two seasons. It was not good. <laughs> <laughs> Hear it from me, folks. Fucking... Stay away. <laughs> right. Um. And... and then we also lost. Uh, we also lost. Um. Kazuki uh, Taka, uh, Takahashi. Yeah, I, I you, butchered that name know. into high heaven. I apologize. I, so we tr- we were we were know. on the phone before we, we started were. practicing, <laughs> and now I'm as stupid as John Travolta in the Oscars. <laughs> you you were you were at least in the realm of his name. I don't know where the fuck Travolta was. <laughs> I just He's like her name's cool this. Okay, right I'm going to call her that. Did I just unlock a core memory for you right now? A little bit. It's just like... Because <laughs> that was before we met. <laughs> <laughs> but no, yeah. Uh, 
Kazuki Takahashi, if you guys don't know, he is the he was a Japanese the mastermind. artist. He's the creator. He created Yu-Gi-Oh. That's crazy. Like Yu-Gi-Oh wouldn't be a thing without this guy. And, and you know, he's we lost him. He was 60 years old. You know, rest is in peace. Is it just to... me or is like there's a lot of artists, like creators, original actors from like from Japan that are dying mm-hmm. from like anime and manga, like classic anime manga stuff. It's just me. Uh, like, I, 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 I feel like I see trending a few times a year. Like I'm pretty sure so, uh, like a, um, a cast of the original Dragon Ball Z in Japan mm-hmm. died recently. There's, um, I mean, this is the English version, but the, the voice of um, Blue in Pokemon. Yeah. He died recently too. I mean, I grew up with that fucking guy. Imagine being told to voice the rival of the main guy in Pokemon for, like, the animated show. That's like that's not mm-hmm. easy to do, like because nah. we like uh, when we were kids it, we were very hero driven. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look at everything. Like all we had was like strong heroes defeating the villains. Yeah. But then also, like you think about, because I I hear actors talk about it all the time, where it's like it, it is so much fun to play the villain. That's what Christian Bale just said with the up-and-coming Thor Love and Thunder. I'm seeing it on Saturday in IMAX. Oh, I'm not I'm not seeing it till, like, end of the month. <laughs> oh, I... Oh, next week, you are ruined. <laughs> oh, fuck you. I choose the topic or you die. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of topics, what is this week's topic, Sebastian? Segway 101, everybody. <laughs> I think it was, it was bad. Like, okay, so today the idea uh, is stand up. Now it's time for a trip down memory lane. Join us. <laughs> Sebastian, everybody, take it away. For those who don't know, I used to host um, a podcast called Laugh Riot. The idea was I would do like a deep dive on history of comedy and I kind of stopped just because it was just me and I was hella lonely. So Ed and I are huge, huge comedy nerds. If you know, if mm, honestly, nerds. if you weren't as big of a nerd as you were before you met me, I feel like you're a much bigger one now. I watched very much as someone who just knew what comedy he liked and stuck to it. Every now and then mm-hmm. I would try and branch out after hearing a few reviews or just like hearing that everyone was listening to this guy. I watched a few comedians that way. Lee Evans, Kevin Hart. Um, and then I'd listen to stuff my dad liked, stuff my brother liked because I wanted to be included with them because um, I never really watched football with them. So I was like, oh shit, mm-hmm. what can we do? It was like, so we watched stand-ups. Um, but then I met you and you're like, you sort of, like we went on that sort of 2019 stand-up binge which like which was awesome i'm pretty sure that was over over the summer i remember we started with uh i watched it before you i don't know if you'd seen it already before me but like you know let's go straight into the topic we started with bill hicks revelations yep and Mm -hmm. it it, and i was i watched this and i was like i know it's not politically sebastian's flavor and neither is it really anybody's that i know but he's just Mm -hmm. like he just comes across as so anti-everything, even though he has his own political views. He's still yeah. sort of like 
that's because I just really hate the other guy. It's not because these guys are right. <laughs> it's because I hate them so much that I don't want to yeah. see them in power anymore. So I'll, you know, I have to vote for these guys because a vote anywhere else is a wasted vote. And that's what it's become in America. Like if, if you know, there are other parties. There are, you are other people you can vote for president. But it's like, yeah. if you only, if the media only shows you two fucking guys, occasionally a girl, you're not going to vote for anyone else. <laughs> you can put any other True. name on. I remember the the year um, 2016. Did people vote for Harambe? I mean, fucking come on, that's just ridiculous. <laughs> but it's like he showed he, like what I learned from you was that Bill Hicks was re- like at the time he was coming at the time he was doing his comedy stand up. He was relevant. He proud mm-hmm. he prided himself on being relevant. And you were there. You were telling me it's like you can be relevant and fucking hilarious. It doesn't always need to be a story from when you were five years old or like a, the story of how you met your girlfriend or the story of how you and your mates fucked up on a stag do. You can mm-hmm. take everyday subjects. Guy took fucking the JFK assassination and made one of the most hilarious stand-ups I've ever read in my entire life. So uh, we went to the JFK assassination museum named before the assassination, I think. <laughs> Wait a minute. You can't even see the road. They've been lying to us the whole time. Unless you were dangling out the window ledge with your feet. Surely someone would have seen that. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> he just he knew how to he knew how to slice into everything. And and it made me respect underrated comics. Yeah. What I what I watched through you was comic like stand-ups you never really seen before. Like you mm-hmm. open my you open my life to like there's more than just like the Netflix special. Yeah, yeah, that's what oh, I learned. That's what I learned Netflix, for you. The Netflix special. Well, well, I, that's something I definitely want to touch on. <laughs> oh god, none of like so I've got two other stand-ups I want to bring up at some point. I don't know if you have okay. any you want to bring up along the way, but no, there are, no, I got a couple. Yeah, um, none of them are Netflix specials. <laughs> no, 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 like that. I so this I feel like this this is gonna be kind of like a mix of like. Of usually what we do, like of lists and you know, information. Discussion. Hit you know, come sit next, come sit next to us. We want to hear about mm-hmm. your favorite comedies. <laughs> <laughs> so for so for me, in terms of like where I initially started with with comedy, it was it was movies. You know, I started watching movies, and it was Jim Carrey, it was Mike Myers, Dana Carvey. You know, I started watching these guys religiously. And then that led me to SNL, which led me to more people, which kind of like set me on the path of like comedy. But there, in terms of like stand up, the very first person that I very vividly remember watching, it mm. was a is um. Do you remember watching the the Kings of Comedy? Obviously, you know that classic Bernie Mac bit. <laughs> it was teasing me. Yes, I remember the King's Comedy. I can't remember all the comedians in it, but... Mm-hmm. But there was there was an offshoot of that called oh. the Latin Kings of Comedy. That oh, was damn. the very first the very first, very first special that ever, I ever watched. And mm-hmm. it was um, the, the three big ones that stuck out to me. Cheech Marine, Paul Rodriguez, George Lopez. Ah, uh, we, we know the George Lopez story. <laughs> yeah. But like, so like... Like everyone knew the guys, Bill Hicks story. <laughs> So like in watching this guys, I got the interest in stand up. So I would find ways of watching more and more and more, and I just became obsessed with it. But I think if I was gonna pick a stand up special to be like my 
be all end all like my go-to and it still makes me laugh to this fucking day mm. gabriel iglesias hot and fluffy oh it is so do you know why i stopped good. you sir because <laughs> you can smell it <laughs> And it's like, and, and you know, we were kind of talking about it and like in terms of our favorite types of comedians. And I feel like we're both in the camp of storytellers. Yes. Obviously, there, there's a bunch of like people who just do jokes, like, you know, especially uh, what's his name? Jimmy Carr. Mm. I think he's hilarious. I think his stuff is funny. And every time he has to interact with a heckler. Jimmy Carr pisses me off. I like it when he fights really? a heckler. But his actual, that shit's so funny. His actual, like the body of his actual stand-up is just is mm-hmm. like. I just feel like he's being offensive for offensive for sake. sake. It's it's become I his it's become his whole personality. It's like the girls on TikTok, and it's, it's like ah. Oh, I know you want me to look at that necklace, but that's not what you're. That's not what's in focus. What's in focus <laughs> is. The mountainous cleavage the necklace is sitting on. <laughs> and it's like, check her profile. She's on Instagram, which leads to other places. <laughs> yeah. God yep. damn it. Every team. Every team. <laughs> you win again, gravity. fucking idiots but yeah i i i want to touch i want to touch on what you just mentioned um store uh comedy with a story i love that like i love the uh the comedies where you can tell that the comedian has lived and i think someone who does this really well is, like today is kevin hart you mm, can tell mm-hmm. this motherfucker has gone through some shit has lived through some shit and he just he draws he draws from that yeah, and it's like it and becomes like this really natural, sort of almost really engaging comedy, because at the mm-hmm. same time as being almost an unreachable celebrity status t- for these days for anyone else, he he kind of portrays himself as like I'm a family man who's just trying to work, who's just trying to support yeah. his family, he just wants to he, he just wants the best for his family, every single member, past or present. And, you know, and sometimes, you know, dumb shits do dumb shit and it becomes yeah. funny shit for me. <laughs> I, if I'm Kevin Hart's kids, I'm scared. I'm like, now that I'm co- I'm a cognitive human being, because when he was making comedies about them, they were really young. But now that they're mm-hmm. old enough to uh, really understand what daddy does, it's like, shit. Like, I can't yeah, give like, this motherfucker any material. We, 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 <laughs> yeah, we're, we're literally on the cusp of like... A comedy special where the where we hear about his kids, like getting caught smoking weed or or fucking, fucking up in mm-hmm. fucking up in school or doing well in school, fucking up in relationships yeah. and shit, getting caught mm-hmm. having a house party, fucking teenage shit that we could live through and you know we could get grounded. These guys can live through, but then, dad dad's gonna take you through the ringer for millions of people to see. It's like roast. They will be absolutely <laughs> fucking roasted. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Those poor kids. <laughs> Boom. Roasted. Exactly. Fuck. But yeah. But uh, I get uh, what you mean. Like, like, yeah. there's a history. There's a history behind his words. Mm-hmm. You can, it, yeah. It, like it ground. It grounds his comedy in 
it's oh. I've been speaking for too long. I'll mention the next stand-up I want to talk about in a sec. Yeah. All right. So, for um, you know, just piggybacking off of that, I think that's kind of why I connect more with storyteller comedians. I mean, I'm you know we're writers, we're storytellers, so you know, there's yeah. that that common that common ground there. And like for me, Gabriel Iglesias is kind of up there in terms of like Kevin Hart because he does the same shit. You know, he's mm-hmm. just kind of. Like he's even outwardly said in most of his specials, he doesn't really write jokes. He just talks about what happens to him because yeah. it's funny, mm-hmm. and it and, and it is, and it's really and it, it is really funny. And like the one, someone who stand up stands out in terms of that recently for me is John Mulaney. Ooh. I went to go see went to go see him with my brother and my sister in Vegas, and it was his brand new special. This was after you know all of his drug issues and all of that, and you know coming back from that. This is his first special back and listening to him talk about that stuff so honestly and so purely and even in just just in a very funny way was so great. Like he was talking about how um, he's healing you know, in front friends... of you. He's he's literally yeah. healing in front of you. Him telling you all this shit helps him 100 percent. And it's just genuinely so funny. Like he was talking about how his intervention, there were all these famous people there. He was just name dropping who was there. And I'm no! like, oh, <laughs> like get dude. Fucked. Get fucked. <laughs> so Do you remember funny. anyone? Do you remember anyone? Seth Myers was definitely a big one because I remember he was on his show recently and they were talking about that and how like he felt he was more prepared and more well groomed and everything for his intervention than his friends were. It's like, how is I the best looking person at this intervention? <laughs> Seth's been on the fucking practicing his lines in the bathroom on a Friday night, if you know what I mean. Pro- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> oh. See if everyone okay, else does. Before, so I had I had a question. I had, was so I was I listened to um hit me Whitney. I love I love Whitney what, Cummings. I love what we're doing here. I love Whitney Cummings podcast, and I she was talking to uh, Sarah Schreiber. If you don't know, she's um one of the newest mem- cast members on SNL, and yeah. they were talking about how Sarah had posted something, and she was essentially getting bullied for bullying herself, like you know. The, the idea of she posted something and then like her caption was a self-deprecating joke. You know, yeah. it's what, you know, it's a joke, but she's essentially, get, she was essentially being told, you know, you shouldn't be doing that. You're setting a bad example for people. Shouldn't make fun of yourself and this and that. And I'm like, you're Fucking bullying hell. me for bullying my, and they talk. So they started talking about how apparently there's this thing within the comedy community where like their people are just, they don't, they don't want the self-deprecating jokes anymore. So I don't know where I, I want to, get where you would stand on that so do you think self-deprecating jokes are good or bad or do they hurt i mean i game a lot with the boys all mm-hmm. all it all it is is ripping into each other like yeah. every weekend like saturday sunday i'll give myself the day off and like if i don't already have something planned i'm playing i'm playing games and even yeah. if I've got something planned, I'll find a way to play games. If it's late at night or just early on Sunday morning. I've got a bit of a gravelly throat. Just call me a graveler. Yet to evolve into Gollum. Um, and, and I find myself like, if you try and stick up for yourself when it comes out, it's like, you know, short dick humor, fart joke humor, you know, mm-hmm. mom joke humor, all that kind of, all like guy stuff. 
guy stuff. You, you yeah. try to if you try to fight back, you become more of the joke. Mm-hmm. You can't. You kind of have to lean into it sometimes. But there's been times where like to sort of like I, I've I've gone in on myself a few times for yeah. a laugh, like to, to, for a laugh, and then mm-hmm. I notice that. Like other people have reacted to that and have changed their jokes because, like, what I said was so, like, not so funny, but like, it's like, oh, if Ed's going to talk about that, like, that the way, like, about that, about him, talk that way about himself, maybe it's cool for me to do it too. And it's like, and there's sometimes I should have stood up and I was like, yo, no, like, that's too far, man. Um, yeah, I, you know, I've, I've, I've had it all my life, man. You know, I'm, I'm a, I'm a big boy. Like physically, but then mm-hmm. now also mentally. Maybe earlier in my life, I was you know it got me a little bit angry. I got into trouble for reacting to it a few times. But yeah. now, now, now I take it. Now I take it because, you know, if if someone's happiness is the belittlement of others, I feel sorry for that person. Holy shit! Holy mm-hmm. shit! When like, I saw a video of some kid on TikTok. He was autistic and he was putting his and he was putting his coat on and he thought he was putting his coat on in a really cool way. Yeah. And I, I put I put a comment on and I just said, mate, that looked that honestly that looked fucking sick, bro. And he was smiling. I was like, yeah, have a good day. I scrolled down some of the comments and in between the few that were mimicking me, there was a few else in there that were like, you know, really mean stuff, man. Stuff I can't even repeat on here because remember, Jesus. you know, this kid's this this kid's autistic. He's putting him, mm-hmm. he's putting himself out there in a way that I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that confident. Fuck me. I've got some video ideas that I want to put on TikTok. Fuck if I ever do them. Fuck Same. if I ever. Fuck if I ever do them. And this kid is is already a few steps ahead of me. Fuck mm-hmm. yeah, man. Fucking. I want to see another one of those shits. Go get another coat. Go get a bigger coat. It'll look. It'll look better. It'll look like you look like you're putting putting on a cape. Fucking living his best life, man. Yeah, and I man. think that's what that's what comedy allows people to do. It like it takes you down to your most purest self. Yeah. Hate over love. Like the one thing that annoys me about Stranger Things, and I think maybe in season five they might finally crack it, crack onto it, that Eleven's powers have come through hate and only through hate, and that's how they that's how they sort of get her powers back. And I was like, bro, in like. Inception taught me, you know, a memory of love has a stronger foundation than a memory of hate. And towards mm-hmm. the end, it's not it's not said, but like the like they call it like the happy memories that Max is going to. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, just use the fucking word, man. It's not. <laughs> there's no there's no other connotations around it. She's more powerful through love. Mm-hmm. And that's what that's what comedy is. There's nothing more, like, I, I, you know, when I proposed to my girlfriend finally, I wanted to be fucking laughing because I almost tripped the fuck over, yeeted the ring down in the fucking <laughs> into the snowy mountains of Canada. <laughs> <laughs> the snowy mountains of Canada. <laughs> yeah, I want I want to propose I want to propose in uh, in Banff in the Rocky Mountains. Nice. Yeah, it's it's one of the most gorgeous places I've ever been to, man. Well, God forbid my future girlfriend never hears this episode of the fucking podcast. Wah, wah. 
<laughs> if I haven't already, I'm going to. Maybe. I don't know. Give me a sign. <laughs> Past me talking to future me. Through podcast. Dun, 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 dun. But what about you? What about, like, how does self-deprecating humor affect you? I feel like you, I feel like you may have some strong points of view on this. I mean, speaking for, you know, it's, it's my go-to. Yeah. <laughs> and and for me, it was, it was, it was, for me, it was always the thing of like, I, I, I wasn't really bullied growing mm. up or anything like that, but you know, I was around people who talk shit and my whole my whole thought process on it is if I'm making fun of myself in a way that I know that I feel is funny and I'm okay with, then there is nothing, nothing anyone can say to really to really hurt me. Yeah. And and then and that was always the thing. And then looking at it from a stand up perspective, it's like it's the fucking it's the fucking go to. Kev, Kev, fucking Kevin Hart, Gabriel Iglesias, all these people. That's what they do. It, you know, you you alluded to it earlier, you know, when I was talking about John Mulaney, you know, like, oh, he's healing in front of you while he's performing. And I'm not saying that every every comic sees stand-up as a form of therapy, but I know most do. Mm-hmm. I know most use it as an opportunity to get shit off their chest in a funny way, in a way that makes them feel comfortable and loved and surrounded by a community mm-hmm. who actually want to do that. You bastard. You set me up for Jim Jeffries, but now I think you've set me up perfectly for a comic who does exactly what you've just suggested. Uh, I know the exact stand-up I'm going to mention as well. Robin Williams, An Evening at the Met. Ah, uh, absolute This classic. man literally talks about his problems with drugs, sex, politics, depression that eventually beat the man, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really sorry to say, but like... I mean, you you can just tell this man is healing. His comedy is through energy. It's through release. It's 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 embracing that weird side of you. Someone says you're yeah. weird. Fuck. Good. Take that. You're not normal. That's that's a good thing. Yeah. Em- embrace mm-hmm. that weirdo. For so long, I spent my entire life like I watched like I would watch the things on YouTube that I'd want to do. I'd watch people open Pokemon cards. I'd watch people go traveling. I'd watch people like go to these great food places and shit. And then mm. I sort of said to myself after COVID, no, not anymore. I want to open Pokemon cards. I'm going to fucking open some Pokemon cards. Yeah. So that's, that's what I do. You know, I want to listen. I want to listen to my metal and be proud of my metal. Fuck. Yeah. Like I was list like, so I did once this Spotify year in review thing. Right. Mm-hmm. I had a few people pop up and tell me that my taste in music was like shit, basically. Oh, it's unfortunate that you listen to such and such. Oh, I'm sorry mm-hmm. that you, you that you listen to such and such. Fuck you. Fucking love this music, man. Watch the fucking Viking movie I'm going to make in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. With some of these fucking bands. Absolutely. fucking lootly Oh, for sure. That's going to be so fucking dope. <laughs> That's going to be so fucking dope. I'm talking like big fuck off swords. Oh, speaking of big fuck off swords, there's another exact replica or exact item in the last episode of Strange Things. The sword David Harbour uses is from Barbarian. Oh, right. Conan, yep, Conan the Barbarian. That's sick. 
Eric! <laughs> and also, so I saw someone on TikTok, just to segue a little bit, sorry, be real quick. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, Eddie plays Master of the Puppets, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. So, yes, essentially, it has come out at the time playing of the song. But for two weeks, you mean to tell me Eddie has replayed Master of the Puppets thousands and thousands of times to play Master of the Puppets that perfectly? Uh... And, and we let this man die? <laughs> if you look at the date of where the Stranger Things ends, the date it supposedly ends, and the date Master of the Puppets comes out, it's two weeks. Jesus. <laughs> so, <clears throat> just because you mentioned Robin Williams, and I was thinking about, like, classic comedians. Um, yeah. There are a couple that stand, there are a couple that obviously pop into my head. You know, Richard Pryor, Eddie Murphy. George um, Carlin. It's, it's, he's actually who I'm, I, want, I want to focus on in this last bit. Oh, because I just shit. saw... Just you know, I you know we talked about. I was watching this documentary that they have on HBO Max about him. Oh, I never watched that shit. I knew there was something I forgot. Well, I'm back in it's LA in September. I can rectify my mistake. <laughs> it's all good, but like it, you know, giving us a glimpse into how this guy started and the way he made his transition into the George Carlin that we know. Where like he started as a pretty traditional comedian. You know, he was pretty clean cut. He wore suits and everything. And then around the time when um, Lenny Bruce started getting arrested for dropping F-bombs at comedy clubs and shit like that. That was actually something that happened. If you swore you got arrested, you know, he Carlin was there. Carlin was there watching Lenny Bruce get arrested. And there was times where he got arrested, too. And it's like, it's what fucking insane. Fuck? And it completely altered his way of thinking, especially his approach to comedy. Like, going into, like, um, the late 60s and 70s where he really just fucking let people have it and like there was um there's one bit that he has and i really like it's like if there is a god i think most reasonable people might agree that he's at least incompetent and maybe just maybe doesn't give a shit doesn't give a <laughs> shit which i admire in a person and which would explain a lot of these bad results <laughs> and then he always you know he did like the whole um the seven words you can't say on television thing. Yeah. Which was, which is mind boggling. And like, it just shows me how much of an impact comedians and comedy has in terms of the world. Cause of all the change that came about from Carlin, from Lenny Bruce, from Pryor, from Murphy, from Lopez, Marine Rodriguez, all of these fucking people, Jeffries, fucking even Jimmy Carr to an extent. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But it's it, it's it's in, it's incredible how much power they have in terms of like their words and the amount of like just no bullshit behind what they say. So yeah, like talking about like how impactful you know comedy is and everything. And I, there's something that I um, we kind of forgot to mention at the beginning of the episode. Mm. Um, Boris Johnson. Resigning. Oh, that's and the only reason I mentioned it. The only exactly it's the only reason I mentioned it is because I I would love to see what people are gonna have. Are you gonna have to say about this? Like the field day with BJ, it's just insane. <laughs> oh, BJ, yeah, BJ man! Got, like BJ, BJ got blown. BJ got blown. He blew it. He blew it. He blew it. Blew his load. Can't take it anymore. Blew, blew his load all over yeah. the place. Jackson all over Pollock the, place, the walls, man. my guy. 
Yep, absolutely. But yeah, uh, no, um, yeah, I, I fucking hate that guy. <laughs> he did. His he, name he was did, BJ. He, I could never take that fucking could, guy seriously. Could, that man couldn't string two sentences together if he fucking tried, and he and he led this country for for however long. Not that anyone, uh, like in his place, would have handled a pandemic better. No one is. Pre- no one was prepared. Yeah. But he's he, like he found a way to handle it wrong. <clears throat> probably proud. Probably prided himself on it. I swear to fucking god. Probably. Is, okay. I guess. I I don't know what will happen now. Um, I think it's the same reason how Theresa May came in because uh, David Cameron resigned. With still mm-hmm. a few years left on his uh, bullshit. Yeah. Um, so Theresa May came in and sort of handled things. Um, so I guess conservatives will just bring someone in and then they'll lose the election. Probably. As yeah. most people probably want it to. But then when they don't lose, there'll probably be like riots in the streets. There usually is. There's always riots in the streets. It's even when it's you expect, kind of becoming even norm. when even 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 when there shouldn't be riots in the street, you you you'll open up your windows, a couple of cars. Oh, fucking riots in the street! Fucking riots in the what's, street! What's gone wrong today, love? Oh, it's about that Shoot. time of year, huh? Ah, oh, shootings, <laughs> awesome. I mean, not sweet, yeah, not really awesome, but you know, like Shit, sarcastic. Really. I'm being. <laughs> I want to make it perfectly clear. <laughs> being sarcastic. <laughs> Uh, so this was obviously, you know, a relatively quick episode. And I feel like we we still touched on a lot, which I th- I'm yeah. especially when it comes to comedy. And I kind of want to end it short and sweet. I want to end it with the seven words. I don't know if you right. do. You, do you know? Do you know Carlin's seven words? No, I don't. I think I don't think I do. Okay, so these are in no particular order. So the seven words that you're not supposed to say on TV that Carlin just, I feel like a majority of his comedy kind of like reverberated around this one bit. It's the words are tits, cunt, cocksucker, piss, shit, fuck, motherfucker. (laughs) He said them all. (laughs) Said them all. I think that's a good way to wrap this up. <laughs> that's a good way to wrap this up. Respect to George Carlin. Respect to all. And if you, and if you are a strugg- and if you are a struggling comic, yeah, yo, keep going. Yep. Don't I want to see. I want to. I want to see some of your shit someday. We're seeing a new. We're seeing someone new when you come out. Oh uh, yeah, Shay uh, Shay uh, Yeah, Shay Daruna. I can't pronounce his name. He's there. Follow me. Follow me, you fucking idiots on um, TikTok. <laughs> like I, I, I didn't even know about the guy you sent me, and I was like, "Yeah, I'm so down." The dude is hilarious. Oh, dude, he like some of his TikToks are brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that reminds me. I still need to get those tickets. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! <laughs> I am on my way. <laughs> yeah, uh, short, short episode this week, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week. Um, yeah, whatever you're doing this weekend, have the best time. Be safe. Yeah, be safe. But have the best time. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> All right, take it easy, everyone. Bye.
Come on, man. Come join us on the trip. Uh, I'm sorry. Now we're throwing out the script. I hope we don't charge a penny. I hear the weakness calling. Now it's time to start. Free ball. 